you guys remember what the five B's of public speaking are? Be brief, brother. Be brief. <laughs> I'll do my best. Let's pray real quick. Lord, I just want to thank you for this chance to share your words. Father, I ask that they are your words, not mine. May my spirit be humble. May the ears out here hear you well. Bless this time. All right. All right. I need something real quick. I'm going to set this down. Simon's not here today. <laughs> Simon left without asking me what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so we're going to talk about North American isolation, human patterns of addiction, and passive and active screen time. <laughs> yeah. I'm of course kidding. We're going to talk about things that matter. Um, and uh, there we go. My notes were actually backwards. Um, so let's warm up. We're going to do some uh, simple. Sorry, I'm doing. I'm doing this a lot. I re really apologize. Um, I speak with my hands. There's something in one of them. Um, but let's warm up. We're going to do some simple yes and no questions. Um, I expect you all to respond, okay? Are you alive? Yes. Good, good. Um, is your heart beating? Yes. Are you here? Yes. There's, there's more of you in here. Let's see, everybody say yes. Um, can you say the word yes? Yes. There we go. All right, now we're gonna do another question. Um, for people who grew up in the church um, during Sunday school, you may know that there is an answer to every question that's the same. Um, so any questions that's ever asked in Sunday school, there's the same answer, always. One word. Who knows what that is? Okay, we're gonna say it all together. Um, what's the answer to everything? Thank you. No 42s, I appreciate that. Um, all right, so today we're gonna talk about what matters. And the answer is, of course, yes. Um, we could effectively end the sermon right there. Um, that'd be very short, quite brief. I think, though, that uh, what matters, Jesus, is a wee bit abstract. Um, so we're going to move on a touch. And we're going to start with a story. Uh, this one comes from one of my foundational moments as a Christian, my Christian life and involves a video game. If you guys want to grab the image of, um, it's called Winroids 1.2, no, 1.0. Um, it's a horrible name. It sounds like a weird disease. Um, and it's not a very good game. And can you find the next image? All right, so this is kind of classic asteroids game. You have a little spaceship that floats through space and you shoot them rocks or lines or alien stuff. And when you shoot a rock, it blows in half to make two rocks that are smaller. And you shoot those in half and they make smaller rocks, and so on and so forth, until all of the rocks are gone. Um, it's not a great game. Um, this one, you can get different weapons, you can get different shields. It, was, it came free on a lot of computers, because who else was going to pay for it? And, um, but at some point, I decided that, you know, 
on my own at college, I was going to beat this game. I don't know what decided this, but I was going to win. Um, I dedicated my time to Winroids 1.0. And I went to class, I did most of my homework, I ate a few of my meals, and that was it. For three days straight, I played a really bad video game, determined to win. And a classic arcade game, there's no saving. Um, and so you play until you die, and then you start over. You play until you get further and die, and then you start over. And this one, the final boss was like something with like multiple eyes, and eyes were shooting grubs or something weird like that. And it was really difficult, and it'd take me like an hour and a half to get there. And I would play for an hour and a half, get there, and die. Start over. Play for an hour and a half and get there. Die. Start over. Play for an hour and a half and get there. Die. Start over. Play for an hour and a half and get there. Die. Start over. I did this for three days. Straight. That's repetitive. Um, and I finally, I had the particularly good run. I had the shields. I had the spacecraft. I had the missiles. I had the, all those whatever things I don't honestly remember. And I finally get to the end boss with the grubs and the eyes. And I shoot them all. And I kill it. And I win. I won. And I'm pretty stoked with this. I mean, this is three days of my life. Like, really three full days. I'm not, notice I didn't include sleep much in that equation. Um, and then a few words popped up on the screen. Bet you can't do that again. <laughs> yeah, some of you get that. And then it put me right back in the beginning. I had my score still. It was a big one. But I had no weapons. No shields. It just started me back at the beginning. Bet you can't do that again. And I just stood, like, sat there staring at the screen, feeling so, what's, I don't know what's right, dejected, um, frustrated, um, cheated, cheated, um, that it was so useless. Um, like, I'm like, well, that's fine. Let's go play a different video game. And then I'm like, wait, wait. When I finish that one, it'll say, do something real similar. It'll just say, the end. And it put me right back at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, okay, I like mountain biking. I'll go for a bike ride. And then I thought about that. I'm like, no, that's kind of the same thing. I'm going to go get on my bike, and I'm going to go ride around. I'll get hot and sweaty, maybe smile a bit and have some fun. But then it'll be right back in my room. I'll have achieved nothing. And, I'm like, oh. and keep in mind, you're, you're getting the beginnings of a pretty large um, life crisis unfolding for an 18-year-old Adam Lazenby. And I thought, um, like, that's fine. I'm an engineer. I will apply myself to engineering. And I'm like, well, anything I could create eventually breaks down and gets destroyed. How many cars are in a junkyard, for heaven's sakes? Like, so many models that were made in the past aren't even remembered anymore. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, how about I'll be humanitarian? I'll be humanitarian. I will dedicate my life to helping others. And then I paused and went, uh, no. Because every life I save today will still die tomorrow. Like, the death rate is still 100%. I'm sorry, everybody, but you're screwed. You're all going to die. <laughs> um, but that's, it, it gets better. Um, and I started drawing the conclusion that through the forces of time and death, everything will be destroyed and forgotten. 
Um, that's type, that I find that to be a little bit depressing. Um, if this ter- like, t- lights your fire, then I highly recommend the book of Ecclesiastes. I mean, it's got your name all over it. Um, but, I mean, just think about that. Think about your grandparents. Think about your great-grandparents. What did they do for work? What did they do for fun? What did they wear? What was their hairstyle? Like, these are our family. We probably don't know. Um, they've been forgotten. Go back further, like, um, like seven generations. We have no idea. And how about, like, but there are people that can make a big difference in history. So how about the founding fathers of our country? Like, they did great things. They changed the course of history. But who are they? Do we remember? We can't, as a nation right now, even decide if we're supposed to be building statues of them or tearing statues down and spitting on their graves. They've been forgotten. And, for, and they're the ones who founded our nation. But nations, every empire the humanity has ever created has fallen. All of them. Ours will, too, eventually. Think about past that, like the pyramids. Who built those? What were those civilizations like? The building, like they're starting to crumble. Stonehenge, what on earth are those? How did they build them? Why are they there? Where's the civilization? Through the forces of time and death, everything will be destroyed and forgotten. I found that to be massively um, depressing. And, um, but... Thankfully, there's more to life than this. Um, ready for some yes and no questions? All right. We'll start with a simple one. We'll step way back. Is there anything beyond what we can see, touch, and feel? Yes. Okay. Is God real? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, does God matter? Yes. Is God forever? Yes. Okay. So if God is real, matters, and forever, then is there a chance that we can also do something through him that matters. Yes. Yes. And so, one word answer, what matters? Jesus. Jesus. And when asked, what's the greatest command? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's all of you. That's... That's what you, that's what you have. Um, the things of this world are, are fleeting. Um, and then the second commandment is like it. Love the Lord, or love your neighbors as yourself. Fair enough. The Bible continues. Do not store up for yourself treasures on heaven, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And that's uh, Matthew 6, 19, 20. Um, that's from the, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and so it says, you know, store up treasures in heaven. Um, what's that mean? Any guesses? What's a treasure heaven? Heaven treasure. Store up treasures in heaven. Any thoughts? There's, there's a lot of them. Um, I wrote some down. This was written down in the Beatitudes. So one moment. Um, 
people, be pure in heart, show mercy. When you're persecuted for the sake of righteousness, be salt of the earth, be the light of the world, follow God's commandments, resist anger, be faithful to one spouse, keep your word, turn the other cheek, provide physical needs, go the extra mile, love your enemies, go, um, give to the needy discreetly, pray, pray for God's kingdom to come, pray for those who persecute you, practice forgiveness, fast. Trust that God will provide. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Judge fairly. Examine yourself first. Pursue the things of God. Enter through the narrow gate. Be on your guard against false prophets. Practice authentic discipleship. Be wise. So on and so forth. Um, that's a long list. It's by nowhere ne near um, all-inclusive. It goes through the entire Bible. What of that matters? The catch is all of it. Um, who of us in here is able to do, that's not even all of it, like all of that and, who here is able to do all of that? So, one answer. What matters? Jesus. It's simple. Jesus died for us. He, he gave his life for us so he would take away our inadequacies and move up. So he, our lives are free. We live for him. It is great. We took away all of the inadequacies, all the things we can't do, all of our failings, all of our faults, and he put that on the cross and he died for them and washed us clean. We don't have to worry about the things we can't do. God already did it. We already paid the price. We don't have to worry about the things we're not. God already did it. He paid the price. All we have is the things we are, which is sons and daughters of Christ. And that's amazing. But we're alive today. And I went through a long list saying a lot of stuff, you know, will get destroyed and forgotten and yada, yada, yada. You all heard that story. Matthew, Mark, Mark, Mark 10, 17 through 22. And as he was setting out on his journey, this is Jesus, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And you know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear fault witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looked at him, loved him, said to him, you lack one thing, go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Key, key section in there, Jesus loved him. Did you know it is proven beyond any doubt that money can buy you happiness? True or false? True. It's very true. Money can buy you happiness. What's the catch? You can't spend a dollar of it on yourself. Money can buy you happiness if you give it away to others. The new car, 
Studies have shown that if you go out by yourself, some like fancy Audi with the cooled seats and amazing stereo that all but drives itself, shoot, maybe it drives itself. Um, they have found that within the first five months, you're, it will make your commute better at first. But after about five months, your commute is just as boring as it always is. Um, but if you take that and if you give it away, that can give you joy that lasts. And so when God is talking about, and I don't hate money, we'll get to that in a second, just caveat. When, when Jesus says to him, give away what you have, he's not saying, this is, a, you know, this is a problem. He says, give away what you have and you will gain treasures in heaven, but you will also buy yourself happiness and joy and then come and follow me. Once you have that joy, come and follow me. And you, he also has nothing to tie him down, so make it, make it easier. When the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself, that's for us. It helps the neighbor too. But it's for us. Um, what, does God, what does the Bible say about the Sabbath? Is, did, is that just a regulation that we're supposed to follow? It says, Jesus makes it clear. It says the Sabbath is not... Man was not created for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for man. It's created for us. That says, hey, you all better rest. You need it. Take a full day. Chill out. This is for you. It's important enough for you. That's one of the Ten Commandments. It's for you. It's for you. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's for you. All the Beatitudes and all the fruits of the Spirit, all of these things, it's for you. When you're kind to others, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, go through the narrow gate. All of these things are for you. It enables you to change history, be a light to the world, you know, salt of the earth. All of these things, they give you joy. They let you move. They give you passion, excitement, and God talks to you. He knows what's in your heart. And when you do it, it lights you up and turns you on like nothing else. There is nobody who follows God and has a midlife crisis. Because there's no need. They know that they're achieving something. So I made the disclaimer. Um, I'm not saying go sell everything you own. The Bible makes it very, very clear that money is a tool it's not a problem. Is a hammer evil? No, unless you're a nail. Um, but a hammer is a tool. Money is a tool. Money can also be a trap. Um, many of the people that God blessed in the Bible, throughout the Old and New Testament, mainly the Old, that's where the stories are, he would bless them with money and power because they had the heart of God to use it well. Solomon would have had a difficult time building a temple if David hadn't amassed enormous amounts of stuff first. The catch is, all of these people, they do, I have money, I will use it for God. As soon as you, as soon as you go, mine. As soon as you try to grip onto your possessions, that is the moment your possessions actually gripped onto you. That's the catch. Money's not bad, money's a tool, but it can change our hearts because we love stuff. Um, so, Hillary, you were right. Um, I'm getting to the end. So, 
So what matters? All together, what matters? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is what matters. Jesus is the hero of this story. He died for us on the cross. He took our sins. He paid the ultimate price so our souls are free. We do not have to worry. He loves you just the way you are. No matter what you've done, what you're doing, or what you will do, God loves you and God died, died for you. He sees you. He sees the shell of this body that we're in, and he loves you. He knows your soul, and it's beautiful. And he gave us simple commands. Love your neighbor as yourself. And by doing that, we do things that matter. We help other people. We brighten our own soul. We build up the kingdom of heaven. We store up treasures in heaven. But as we do that, we are bringing down treasures of heaven and letting people taste that on earth. It matters. It does great things for you and for the world around you. And it takes places that can be exceptionally dark and makes them bright and joyful and loving of God. And that matters. So as we start our tomorrows, all of them, like just pause and think and try to remember what matters, what doesn't. In our world, we get caught up in things that don't matter. Just remember what your great-great-grandfather how he styled his hair. <laughs> or if he had any. It, it doesn't matter. And that's all I have. <laughs>